We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. What are the answers to some of life's most important questions? Actually, you can't avoid answering these questions because you already do. It happens simply by how you have chosen to structure your priorities, spend your money, and use your time. Tune in as we interview pastors and leaders throughout the valley discussing the must-answer questions on The Form Show. Welcome to the Forum Show. Mark Lucas here, Faith Talk 1360, and also listening in in the beautiful podcast world. What a joy it is, week in and week out, to have these conversations with you. Here's my heart. Here's my desire, is that God would use these conversations to be catalytic for you to experience this beautiful, abundant, vibrant life that God wants for you and God wants for me. So often in the church, love the local church. But here's the thing. Sometimes we don't have the conversations that really we need to be having. And today is a perfect opportunity to really go into the epicenter of this conversation that we need to all be leaning into. And that's here's the conversation. How do we find and what does that journey look like to find purpose? So often it's a buzzword, even in the church or maybe on your mission statement of your organization that you work for in the marketplace. But what is purpose? How do you find it? How do you discover it? We're going to take you on a journey today, and I've got the perfect guest to have this conversation. I've got Jeff Shirell here in the studio. We just did the marriage show with you and your bride, right? and yeah. that was so much fun. <laughs> Jeff is a Christian purpose and fulfillment life coach as well as a public speaker. He's the founder of Your Story to Glory, a coaching and speaking in order to help people understand their purpose. Absolutely. Thanks for being my guest today. Absolutely, Mark. It's great to be here. Well, let's just jump into your story mm-hmm. and let's start there because I think we all come to this place of realizing, I don't know what my purpose is. Yeah. What is my purpose? I stand kind of at the crossroad and I'm just trying to figure out things are fuzzy. I've got a job. Is that the job that really God wants me to be in? I don't feel fulfilled. So walk them through your journey a bit. I feel like that's something that everyone faces at some point in time if they're not in their purpose, so they don't understand that if uh, they've just been going through the motions of life. So with that said, I think that some people they go with the formula, right? It's, it's go to school, get good grades, go to college, get a good degree, get a job, you know, and sail off, you know, 40 years, retire, gold watch, good to go. And I think that's, that's still the formula for my daughter if she's listening in because okay. well, she's a go. senior. <laughs> I do want her to go to college. Yes. But continue. Yes, that so, is the formula that most people think that's the only track. Right, exactly. Maybe not the gold watch for my daughter, but that's the only track. Continue. And so oftentimes I think that leads us to a good place, but if it's not what God has us here to do and and the gifts that he's given us to utilize them, Mm -hmm. then it ends up empty. 
and it ends up uh, desolate. And you start to you know kind of coast, and, and you don't feel that passion, that purpose, and that you feel that you're living life and that you have that joy, and it starts to weigh on you and almost rot at you. And at some point in time, the question needs to be answered. It starts to creep on you late at night. And so for myself, I had been doing uh, been in the corporate world doing work, and it was good, you know, accounting, auditing job. and Accounting was good? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I know, right? So um, I would poke myself in the eye. Well, if I was a CPA, but, I love CPAs, and they're listening in right now. But I would yes. literally there are those who are a passionate hot about hot knife to my eye. That's what looking at numbers would be all day. Tell us how you really feel. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like I know you well enough where I can just say that. So, so, so you're in that world, CPA. Yes. So, accounting. It, I had been through career burnout a couple of times, and I realized, you know, I sort of asked that question. I remember it was uh, almost eight years ago, January, like negative twenty. We were living in outside Chicago and um, outside shoveling and. It just everything was kind of starting to crash down. Um, you know, work was not going well. Marriage, as we just talked about in the last show, was, you know, at a bad place. And, of course, it's, you know, freezing outside. And, and I'm shoveling. It's, you know, below 20. And I started to ask those questions. And it was God really kind of had me in that frozen breaking place of, like, what is, you know, what's going on? I did everything right. I, I, you know, went to school, good grades, got a good job, look, look back. But, you know, I have this nice, you know, house in a nice Chicago suburb. But it's like, it's empty. It's broken. And so I started to ask that question of like, is this really what life is about? I feel like there should be more. You know, even though I did everything right, it's like, what did I do wrong? What did I miss? And it wasn't basing it on the gifts and the things that he has us here to do. So I started to ask that question. Of course, at the time, we had two kids, demanding job, trying to fix marriage. Right. But we can't really, right? we have to work with God yeah. to help <laughs> clean that up. Um, and starting to say, you know, how do you figure this out? How do you find this? And so I started to find podcast and I started I was like I don't necessarily have time to read books anymore because of all the things and you know and kids um but it was trying to explore that what is purpose and what is that made up of and how do you discover it when you're in such a dark broken place that you can't even you know you don't even know you you know what you like or don't like anymore because you don't like anything and everything just seems confusing and you already have all these problems so what does that formula look like and how do you figure that out to piece it together and, and guide to where you're supposed to what you're supposed to be doing in this world and what true joy looks like. Well, let's jump into that because I think there's a ton of people probably out there right now that are either in this vortex or in this place right now or they're nearing this place or maybe they they feel like they might be close to this place because mm-hmm. at the end of the day and I know it's a little bit old school, and we've got beautiful interns here right now in the room, David, who's definitely younger than I am. But there's a really good movie by Bill Murray called Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. And it's ultimately the same day, every single day, over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I think as you're shoveling that snow, I think that there's kind of the embodiment of that a little bit where you realize, holy snikes, is this the same day every day? Mm-hmm. And I'm not feeling fulfilled. I'm not feeling really purpose, but I'm getting a paycheck. I'm providing or listening in right now. You could be an amazing mom and you think, okay, it's the same every day. I drop the kids off, Jimmy off to here and then Susie off to there and then go to the grocery store and do some housework. All beautiful things, all incredible things. But again, they could be asking themselves, is it the same every day? Mm -hmm. A little bit different schedule, but the same. And where's the purpose? Where's the joy? Where's the fulfillment? So I think both audiences right now, let's just break them out of that 
And let's lean into Yoda, the master, mm-hmm. of really saying, what does it look like? I love Baby Yoda, by the way. And it's never <laughs> going to be Grogu. Now that song is in my it's head. never going to be Grogu. But let's lean them into, what does it look like for us to break free from this? Because I totally resonate with where you're at. And I had that same crossroad. And I had to get out of that rat race and say, okay, there's got to be something different for me. And I can't do this for the next 40 years. Mm-hmm. I would go insane. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, and th- that's where it was. What's the formula to figure out what, where I go and what do I do? And so I feel that that formula, I call it the fulfillment formula, is you know finding out and understanding who God made you to be, um, your uh, your gifts and your passions. Um, and so, what are those gifts? What are those characteristics about you? You know, your personality type, your strengths and your skills. Who has God made you to be? Really understanding yourself and 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 who you are. And so, there's obviously a number of different you know. Uh, quizzes and tests and assessments out there that you can utilize to help get clarity on that, but you know in your deep in your heart, then it's what are those things you're passionate about? Well, can I yeah. one thing? And I know there's a lot of good tests, but just one thing that's helped me in this mm-hmm. conversation because I also I'm not Yoda like you, but I've thought about this as well. You just the people that know you best when you're doing this thing, mm-hmm. they say things like, you know, you're really good at that. Yes, like you're really gifted at that. You excel at that. Listen in to those type of feedbacks and comments and know that that's your sweet spot. Yep. That That's the place that I think you even said this because you're brilliant. You said, like, do what you would do for free yeah. and make that into a vocation. Even if you weren't getting paid, this is what you there think you of. This is what you want to do. This is where you find your joy. You go and, you're, and when you're doing it, it seems easy. Like, you know, you don't even recognize it sometimes. It's when others say, wow, that's amazing. Wow, I can't believe you were able to do that. You know, it's like for me, I think like, the people that can fix my car, like they're amazing. They're like, oh, this is just an everyday thing. It's totally like, amazing. Yeah, and <laughs> oh, I'm and serious. so I can't do it. Um, you know, it's where you're finding that flow. Like time disappears, and at the end, I always say, when you when you've been doing it and you've been in your purpose and you've given it, you feel this blissful exhaustion at the end of it. When you look back, like wow, you know, and it just feels so good. I always say. Um, it's kind of like uh, the feeling you get after you uh, spend a romantic evening with your wife. It's that blissful exhaustion. <laughs> so there you go. I love that yeah. blissful exhaustion. <laughs> yeah. I wrote it down with a big smiley yeah. face under it. So, okay. So they're finding this sweet spot yeah. where they're gifted. They've got passions. They've got skills. So as they begin to kind of uncover and gain clarity and all that, now what? What what do they do next? Because I could be really good at underwater basket weaving and really good at gardening or, I mean, I don't know, the list could be long of mm-hmm. things that I'm good at. Now, how do you begin to kind of process all of that, put out some type of plan vocationally? What, cause it seems like a big next step. Mm-hmm. So maybe what's that next step for them to take, Jeff? That, that is the big next step. It is, you know, how can I use this in service of others? You know, not necessarily like you're, you're getting on a stage and speaking or you're, you know, out um, working with crowds, but it could be, hey, I'm sharing this, you know, in a podcast. I'm sharing this on a blog. I'm sharing this with others. I'm somehow sharing this gift to serve others. And the ultimate would be, how do I monetize this? Like, how do I help this, you know, allow this to bring value um, to to build a life upon and, and serve and meet the needs uh, that God has given me? And as well, you know, serving others. Who does God put you in your life that uh, that you can do? Uh, you can use those gifts to improve the quality of their lives. I think everything you said has been amazing. I think just that last piece, service to others. Yes, I can't 
say it enough mm-hmm. to the beautiful listening audience of Faith Talk and the podcast world. When you find ways that you receive so much joy in serving others and you really consistently build out habits and patterns around serving others in those ways, that is where you find that blissful exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, when we kind of think through on this show often these bigger questions in life, we're in today the question is, what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. When we get to the question of what is my purpose, really the first question that I start with people is, what is happiness? Happiness, by and large, by and large, and you know this because you walk it out, by and large only comes in the form of longevity when we are serving others. Because even like quickly, I'll, I'll share this. I love this little stat. Right now, still even today, Harvard has a section in their psychology department on the study of happiness. And this professor does two essays, the first thing with incoming freshmen. The first essay is this, write an essay from a beautiful experience you had that brought you happiness. They'll talk about a concert. They'll talk about traveling, trips, beautiful things. Then at the end, the professor says, now I want you to quantify as much as possible how long did the happiness last, an hour, three hours, maybe a night. Then the second essay is, I want you all, because you've all done it, to write about a moment where you serve somebody else. And then at the end, I want you to quantify how long the happiness lasted. The third essay is why for all of you, and I've been doing this 10 years, why is the happiness always greater when you serve others? Because that's the way God's wired us. God has wired us to take our gifts and take our talents and serve others for the greater good of Jesus and the greater good of them in helping them navigate life. So I just totally threw up on you because I love that statement, and it's a good throw up. They have (laughs) to remember, yes. I don't don't know how throw up is good, but they have to remember. We've got to, even for my kids, almost once a week I'll say we have this thing in our kitchen that says family. The F, forget about me, I love you. When we forget about me, I love you, that's serving others. Mm -hmm. We forget about me, I love you, it's taking our gifts and our talents and things we're good at and serving the community, serving people to make them better, to make them better. It's a selfless act of serving. That is the secret sauce to joy. That's the secret sauce, I believe, also to this conversation on purpose. Continue. Enough of me. No, um, I I think you nailed it. Um, And you you, you mentioned it before. That's the way God designed us. And if you think about it, you know, even the cells of our body – are not meant to be on their own. They're meant to work together, and they each do. They each have a certain purpose, like your fingers, your organs. They each have a certain purpose that serves the greater good of your existence. So, at the DNA, at the at the God design level, that's how we were developed. And so, therefore, you're part of that you know, that greater tapestry that He is here. And, and as you serve, here's the other thing too: is as you serve, you get that feeling of, of that great feeling of bliss and joy that fills your heart and, and fills your soul, which is invaluable and Oftentimes, as we know, as you get wise and you go on that journey, the giver is often the one that receives the most, right? Think about when your gifts, like, sure, that person got a great gift, but how joyful are you when you give them that gift and you get to watch them open and you get to watch them experience it? It's the same thing with the gifts that he's given you. Like, how amazing do you feel when you share that gift with others and you, you watch it bless them and you watch it change their lives and you watch it be that could be that solution that they needed that they've been struggling with for so long? 
And so now you just help them overcome. And so therefore, you free them, hopefully on their journey, to continue in doing God's work in this world. It's so well said. I have a good friend of mine. He's got a huge beard and dreadlocks. I used to call him the homeless Jesus. And he had this saying that he would say often to me when we were together. He'd say, Mark, he said, a day spent serving is a day never wasted. And I think if we just really ask ourselves, Lord, how can I serve today? How can I serve others today well? Because at the end of the day, this is really the embodiment, even when you go back to the Great Commission, I think one of the most important words in the Great Commission is the others. Constantly, it's telling us of the others. So whether it's teaching others, whether it's baptizing others, whether it's going to others, it's constantly being focused on serving others and really being excited and being intentional in serving others. You've got a little note here, and I actually just spent some time in a cemetery about two weeks ago. What do you mean here when you said, I think, the richest places on earth, graveyards? Yes. Peel that back because I read it and I think you're odd. Okay. I agree. Yes. But please provide some context. So I heard this quote, you know, during my journey of trying to discover what, you know, how do you find your purpose? How do you understand what does fulfillment look like? And, and, you know, what are the pieces that create a fulfilling life? And I'd heard this story, the story of or statement that graveyards are the the richest, most filled treasure spots in the in, in on earth. And because so many people take the gifts that God has given them, these great treasures that he's put inside of them, to their grave. And they never fully use them and share them with the world. And it's, it's a kind of a stoic, sad thought. And, but it's, you know, unfortunately true. And, it, and that's one of the things. There's a book that a hospice nurse wrote. Um, I think it's called like the five. The, the five, five regrets of the dying. Right. You wrote it down. <clears throat> I didn't yes. know that. And so true. one of the things that she found was, um, one of the things that people said was, I wish I had the courage to live the life that I was meant to live. Yeah. You know? And so it's, it's a tough thought to realize this, but then it's also sobering and one that can move you into action and, and help you to uh, take those steps into purpose. I love that you said that. I am going to share this because it's on my phone and it's in my heart. Two weeks ago when I was um, in a coaching session with somebody, we were at a cemetery and we were essentially kind of walking through eulogizing yourself and really kind of leaning into how do we find purpose and what does that look like? And what I'll do is, and I do this like maybe twice a year, I'm a bit crazy, but I'll walk through a cemetery and I'll just look down at the headstones and I'll just spend some time just really, it's cathartic for me, but I'll spend some time just really contemplating and looking over at the words in the headstone. And this one right here, his name is Stephen Joseph, 1938 to 2019. It says this, one who did so much for so many. He will live on in the hearts of the lives he touched. And I thought to myself, what a beautiful testimony to really come back to a place of serving others and knowing that forever he has touched their hearts, forever he has had a beautiful impact in their life because of this selfless desire, selfless desire mm-hmm. to serve others. So I love that, and I love this conversation around graveyards. I've also thought in my purpose journey to really begin to to think through who are the people in my life that really have had the greatest legacy and the greatest impact on me. 
So I lost my dad three years ago, Jeff. And when I had the privilege to do the eulogy, I thought about what are the three words that really make up the embodiment of my dad? And then what would it look like for me to really lean into and grow into becoming more of those three words? Because at the end of the day, in this purpose statement, all of us are going to die. Okay, that's just Captain Obvious statement. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the 1938, Joseph was born, in 2019, he died. What's the most important marking on that gravesite are not the dates. It's the dash. Correct. It's the middle dash. And really, for the listeners right now, it's what are you doing with your dash? What are you doing to really begin to walk out the God-given purpose, the God-given gifts and calling that the Lord has on every listener listening in right now? So I love this conversation. Yeah. In the, about the five minutes that we have left, continue to encourage. I want them to know how to make contact with you. This is in your wheelhouse, the center of your wheelhouse. So give them some more practical nuggets in this conversation, Jeff. Definitely one of the practical ones that I would recommend. And this was when I started my journey. And it, you know, when it became, started to become clear to me of what I'm here to do, I was like, wow, that's kind of the opposite. Like, how do I even, like, how do I know, right? You know, I need a lot of confirmation or affirmation. And it was always start with prayer. Say, God, if this is what you want for me, if this is what I'm supposed to be doing, or just show me, you know, help me understand and allow him to bring that per- that person in or that experience in or that opportunity in and then lean into it. You know, say, wow, how did, it, how did that make you feel? Like something happened, somebody brought in somebody into your life or he brought experience into your life and you stepped into it and you experienced like, what did that, how did that make you feel? Was that, is that it? Is that it? And he will continue to lead down that path because he wants you to be doing that. He wants you to be there serving you. He's given you these gifts. He's so excited for you to use them. And it just, he's like, this is just an amazing thing. And when you do, he rejoices, heaven rejoices, and so do you and that other person. Yeah, that's well said. Mm-hmm. I want you to keep going. There's just yes. one verse that comes to mind. Ephesians 2, I believe it's 2.10, tenths. It says, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works mm-hmm. that he has prepared for us. Yes. He has knit us and formed us, even in our mother's womb, which is asinine to think about. But he's created us in the womb, uniquely, beautifully made just you, with your own fingerprint, your own gifts, your own talents. And when we begin to kind of pray through and discover what those are and then start using them as a workman would use that, there is so much joy yes. in our hearts and in the Lord's. Yeah, so absolutely. Continue. And again, remember, just like you said about the story of um, that you shared about the gravestone, like oftentimes people won't remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And that is, mm-hmm. that's right there, storing up those gifts in heaven, not on this earth. You're using your, your gifts to share and serve others and storing up those gifts in heaven so that when you pass along and arrive at the, the, at the pearly gates there, God looks at you and says, well done, good and faithful servant. Nothing could feel better than that. 100%. Final thought. Um, final thoughts are have the courage. Lean into these things. Start to ask these questions. If you're hearing this and you're in that position, you're in that place in life where you're just you know, feeling uh, lost or uh, disdain or, or depressed or just you know, what am I here to do and you, you're, you, you don't know where to go, I encourage you to reach out. If you can reach out to me, you can find me on uh, Facebook at Jeff Sherrell or Instagram, same thing, uh, Jeff at YourStoryToGlory.com or go to YourStoryToGlory.com and let's connect. I have the fulfillment formula to will help you walk, walk you through um, the various aspects of this and help to understand and unpack 
and get clarity on who you are, who has God made you to be, and how you can serve in this world and go forth and do it and have that courage. Because oftentimes you need somebody else to help bring those things out of you, help sort them out, get it on the table, and, and sort through them to bring that clarity so that you can serve and fulfill that purpose that God has put you on this earth to achieve. I love that. I'll be the first one to tell you as a guy, we, men and women both, we need people to walk this journey with us, to coach us in this journey. Mm. I'm a guy that has a coach. I'm a guy that seeks counseling. We need others to help us navigate Mm. these beautiful waters of purpose and how we truly walk in discovering our purpose. And then finding, I love the name of the website, finding truly our story bringing God glory Correct. and your story to glory is yeah. just such a beautiful embodiment of what the Lord wants to do for every single beautiful heart and ear right now listening in the beautiful Faith Talk audience and podcast world. He wants us to find our purpose. He is aching for us to find our purpose. So please reach out to Jeff, connect with him, find him. Because I'll tell you, for me, I spent a lot of time working even inside of the church And that was a part of me finding my purpose, but it's even been me pivoting out of the church to truly find the essence of what God wants me to do. And there is so much joy. Yeah. I told my mom even just last night, she's like, how was your full day yesterday? And just kind of gave her a fly over the day. Yes, I still talk to my mom and that's good. Oh, good. Same here. (laughs) But in that process, I told her, I said, mom, I was exhausted, but it was, as you said, it was this blissful exhaustion. Yeah. That's what we want for each and every one of you listening in. Blissful exhaustion. Reach out to Jeff. Have a blessed day. We will talk to you real soon. Take care.